The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. said that you had a decision you were going to have to make about your future. How do you come to that decision? I, I've got to start spending some time on it first and foremost. And I mean, I, I, I know it's out there. I know Ally has signed on. I know in the next four to six months, Rick's going to start asking. Like, I, I know all that's there. Has, but he, has he not already been asking? He's hinted. He hasn't <laughs> put the true pressure on me yet. Okay. So I've got to balance family schedule and then other goals that I have to compete in other series too at the same time and kind of make a decision on all that within four to six months. Well, four months came a little sooner than expected. Maybe he really meant four to six weeks in actuality. That was Jimmy Johnson, Kansas weekend in October. Here at our NBC Charlotte studios, Jimmy Johnson announces today that 2020 will be his final Cup Series season. Welcome to Motor Mouse, everyone, on this fine Wednesday. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, Nate Ryan joining you. And Hall of Famer Ray Evernham joins us just Thank in time you. to talk a little Hendrick yes, Motorsports. perfect so, timing. Uh, but you know when <laughs> Nate is here, big news is happening. So, Nate, give us the details on what you know about the Jimmy Johnson situation. So, we know, Marty, that there will be a news conference at Hendrick Motorsports tomorrow at 4 p.m. Both Jimmy Johnson and Rick Hendrick will address this news yeah. today that Jimmy Johnson will leave full-time cup competition after the 2020 season. I talked to some people at Hendrick Motorsports today, and I'm told that Jimmy Johnson made this decision about three weeks ago, and it took about that long for him to kind of get everything lined up, talk to all the people he wanted to talk to. Similar time frame to when Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. retired. They knew about three to four or five weeks ahead and then had to go and get every, all their ducks in a row, make sure everybody knew before it was announced publicly. Today, he had a luncheon with all the current and former members of the number 48 team who are hmm. still at Hendrick Motorsports to let them know that this was the decision he had made before it became public. Uh, and as far as, you know, I'm sure the big decision, we're going to get calls on this today on Motor Mouse. Who's next? What? Uh, <laughs> who's going to drive the number 48? Uh, Rick Hendrick, as I said, will be at this news conference tomorrow. He doesn't have any announcements to make about that. I've been told they're not very far along in that process, but he is prepared to address it. And what's interesting about filling the 48 is the last two big openings that Hendrick has had to fill you think back to when Jeff Gordon announced his retirement, they knew right away Chase Elliott is yeah. the guy. Mm -hmm. When Dale Jr. Re retired, they knew that Alex Bowman had been the sim, sim driver there for a year and was a logical candidate. They don't have anybody like that immediately in the wings this time, but they've got a longer runway, and yeah. they've got a lot of time. Probably, I, I would think they could go pretty deep into next year before announcing someone. Okay, Kyle and Ray, surprise. I want to get your reaction. Is it is it time, you think, Kyle? Oh, you're asking me. First. Sure, yeah. You're, it's your show, right? You're, <laughs> yeah, you're the but, motor mouth. Okay, and this is what this is what I will say. Who knows when it's only he knows. Only a driver knows. Only a driver knows in his head when he's willing to step away. Now we can look at stats and you can look at performance and you can look at a million different things from the outside and make your judgment or your judgment. And your two judgments may be totally different than what my judgment is as a driver. I went through it and lived through it with my dad. 
And he truly just enjoyed getting in a race car. He didn't care what the stats were. He didn't care what the numbers were. Yeah, he wanted to win. I'm not, I'm not saying that he didn't want to win. Right. That's not what I'm saying. But he truly loved to drive a race car. Like you may enjoy fishing or you may enjoy playing golf. He, that, was his, that was his release. At the same time, I think once you make that decision, it, it's, it's tough. And I, I will say this. When Adam's accident happened in 2000, in my mind, before that, I had already mentally stepped away and said, I'm going to be out of here in a couple of years. It's his turn. It's not my turn anymore. It's his turn. So then when his accident happened and you had to re-engage, I couldn't re-engage. I only could partially re-engage. You had already closed a little bit of that door. Did I still want to win races? Yes. Was the fire still there? I felt like it was, but I can't know for sure because I'm the only one that does know that. Mm. And and the other way I I looked at it was, was I willing to take chances before that I wasn't willing to take at this point in time? So I think it's a different Jimmy Johnson when he comes to that conclusion and says, I'm out. Will it be a different Jimmy Johnson next year? I believe so because I've seen, I've, I felt it. I lived it as a driver, and I watched my dad go through it. And I look at Jimmy Johnson, and I've always looked at, at him as what I would call an elite athlete because of his commitment. The commitment that he's made to becoming a great race driver and the commitment that he makes to his physical workout and the times yeah. that I got to know him really well at Hendrick and the input and things that he would put in the meetings and be there with the guys and working that hard at it. And I think that, you know, Kyle and I were both in, in the Cars movie when, when yeah. Smokey told the guys, you know, <laughs> when is the time? And, and, yeah. and Smokey said, well, the young ones will tell you. And I That's think right. deep down inside, you know, Jimmy realizes with all the commitment and everything he puts in it, that 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 it is his, yeah. his time. And, and no matter how committed he is, he's not going to be able to keep up with those times, and as I said, he'll be looked at, I, I believe, from his peers, much like a, a Cal Ripken or yeah. Roger Staubach or Joe Montana. You know, he's his respect going out on, yeah. on top like that, I think, is really key yeah. uh, to For what sure. he's thinking. Well, the way you announce everything these days, social media. So here's how Jimmy <laughs> made the announcement earlier today on Twitter. I'm so thankful for 18 incredible years of racing in NASCAR. The sport has been good to me and has allowed me to do something I truly love. I showed up chasing a dream and achieved more than I ever thought possible. I'm looking forward to next season and celebrating what will be my last year as a full-time NASCAR Cup driver. team is capable of, and I hope 2020 is one of the best yet. That reaching social media earlier today. So, so Nate, uh, obviously Jimmy's put a lot of thought into this. Yes. Any surprise at all on your behalf, or did you get the sense anyone at Hendrick Motorsports was surprised? I'm surprised and I'm not, Marty, because he tells Jeff Burton last month that it's probably be four to six months before Hendrick Motorsports needs a decision. And when he says that time frame, I'm thinking it's going to be a while. And uh, But yet, I also think he's making the right decision. And I think about that he missed the playoffs for the first time. He went winless again. That the season didn't end great. That given all those factors, it's not surprising to me that he would make this decision now. But because I, I, I think the final couple of months of 2019 pretty much made his mind up for him. 
Yeah, I'm wondering also, he's such a polarizing figure in sports, right? Will he ever be at that level of your dad or a Dale Earnhardt Sr. with the respect that they got, even though they all three have seven championships? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, look, and I've, I've said it 20 billion times. <laughs> Those five in a row is are the most, that's the most underrated record in this sport or a lot of sports when I look at those five in a row. But, but and, and we, you said something a minute ago about how you know the young ones will tell you. This is a different time. Richard Petty drove in this time, and those people that lived that time will argue he's the greatest. People that lived during Earnhardt will argue that he's the greatest. People that saw Jimmy Johnson will argue that he's the greatest. And as we look back in 10 years, as we look back in 15 years, Jimmy's polarizing effect or popularity will only grow. It will only grow. It's not going to diminish. Um, and he is, he will go down as one of the greatest race car drivers to ever set in a race car. My dad will say this, and, and I'll say it with, with, because Kyle Busch just won a championship. People would say, man, look at the way Kyle Busch drives that race car. And my dad will say, look at the way Jimmy drives. He never gets out of shape. That's how good he is. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's a totally different way of looking at it. But that's the way my dad looked at it. And I, I agree, Kyle. When, as people look back, it seems sometimes once you step away, people really start to look deep into yep. what you did accomplish and appreciate the kind of champion that Jimmy Johnson has been to the sport. He's not a guy that's been flamboyant. He's not the guy that's been in a lot of trouble or yep. crazy yep. wrecks and fights and things like that. He has been a very respectful champion, the type of champion that you say to your children, that's the way you should act when you win. That's the way you should act when you lose. Yeah. You should act like that guy right there. And I think that goes a long way. And, and to if, that point, Ray, I, I've seen, I've been compiling the, let me say this, <laughs> yeah, right. which yeah, yeah. are yeah. all about Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Not saying social media is a 100% accurate barometer, but I don't see any Jimmy haters out here yeah. today. I see mm. a lot of people respectful of his career. I see people saying, I didn't always root for this guy, but now I really respect and appreciate him because yeah. of what he's done, the way he's carried himself. And I think also, if you're looking for like the ultimate recognition of him finally getting his due, to your point, Marty, uh, he'll be eligible for the NASCAR Hall of Fame on the, he'll be on the 2023 ballot. Mm. So he has a chance to be the first 100% unanimous inductee. Yeah. So to me, that would be the perfect way yeah. to validate Jimmy Johnson as a seven-time champion and one of the greatest Jeff ever. was one vote short, is that correct? Jeff Gordon? Correct. One, one I think vote. one or two votes short. Okay, yeah. close enough, right? Uh, of course, we want to hear from your reaction on the hashtag, let me say this. And also at the phones, 844-NASCAR-NBC, where we go to Akron, Ohio. We start with, start with Carl today. Carl, how you doing? Good. Hey, I just want to tell you all, I appreciate this season. Every episode, only the, not the first call or twice, you guys are the best. <laughs> thank you. Thank you held the string for a long time, Carl. What's yeah. on your mind thank with the Jimmy you, retiring? Man. You're the Jimmy Johnson of Motormouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you, Carl. There you go. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I'm, I'm the fan that it's my driver, nobody else. But, Kyle, you stated this before. Whether you like the guy or not, respect winner. I think the thing about Jimmy to me is when he won them championships, they threw the Jimmy rule, the COT cars. The way he won in different cars and different rules is what I really, really have to respect Jimmy Johnson about in this sport and how hard it is to win. And he did it in any kind of car, any kind of format that NASCAR threw out him. And I think that really is something to be said about. Yeah. And look, I agree. It's like when when, when, if, if you go back and I've said it with, with my dad and Earnhardt and Jeff and, and you and, and then Jimmy, no matter what you threw at them, they overcame it. They overcame it. They found a way around it. They found a way through it. They found a way over it, whatever it was, to still be the best team on the racetrack. 
Um, and you've got to respect that no matter what. I, I, and when you're this close to the sport, you have to respect that. Is that an underappreciated part of Jimmy Johnson, that he did it in many different formats and many different cars as well? Uh, again, I, I think because he hasn't been flamboyant and out front, people don't really talk about that. But you just heard a fan say the fans know that. You know, yeah. they know here's a guy that's won it in several di different types of cars in several different formats. Chase, no chase. You yeah. know, the changes in the chase. This guy, that domination that they had with that 48 car will be respected by the fans that know. And, you know, the fans that know talk to the fans that don't. And then all of a sudden, yeah. people go, wow, that guy was really good. You know? Yeah. And, and that's how it happens, Nate, right? They get more respect as they go yeah. throughout their career. Yeah. Do you think yeah. this is going to be a, that kind of swan song in 2020 for Jimmy, where he's going to get the loud ovations once again? I think it could be. I think really seeing the social reaction today, it could be. And that adaptability, you know, I think there are a lot of fans who wanted NASCAR to so-called Jimmy-proof the playoffs. And <laughs> yeah, in right. some ways, yeah, yeah. maybe they did. I don't know, but he still won seven championships. And I think there's a lot of respect for that. I think what's interesting, too, is I think what partially drives this decision is 2021 is a completely new car. Yeah. And Good point. I don't think he right. would want to come back just to run one year and, and make that final transition. Not to say that he wouldn't be good at doing it, but I think that's that's a big ask for somebody this late yeah. in his career. Let's head out to Texas where we hear from Tom. Tom, how you doing today? I'm all right. How are you all doing? We're doing all right. What's on your mind? Well, this is old JJ's last, last chance to get her done. It is indeed <laughs> that, for sure. You going to go watch him in Texas? I'm not sure as heck I'm going to try, but I can't make no guarantees. You know what I mean? I know what, I you, know mean, what you mean, man. I know what you mean. So We'll be there. Don't worry. We'll tell you what happened. <laughs> we'll be there. I, I, wonder, I, wonder if that, I wonder if that adds pressure, like to Tom's point. One last shot to get wins, you know, and I think he's built something here with Cliff Daniels, Kyle. I think they have something good going. Listen, I don't think this man knows what pressure he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just don't. I, I just and if if there is pressure, it'll be from inside his helmet. Mm -hmm. It'll be from inside his helmet. He he's it's this year, and and I, I, I applaud Jimmy for coming out at this time, setting the stage, going ahead, and getting it out of the way, so that when we do flip over to 2020. Uh, he focuses on driving a race car. He can be there to drive that race car, and he can enjoy his moments with his team, with his family, with the fans at the track in the car because that's what it's going to be all about for 2020 for me and Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, and so how is that handled by a team, Ray? When they know it's the last year for a race team, is it, you know, or do they kind of enjoy those moments, soak those moments in? Well, I can tell you um, – Watching what was going on when Jeff announced that, that he was mm -hmm. going to retire, it really motivates uh, everybody on the complex to, to get behind them and take it seriously and give them a great run. You know, Jimmy yeah. Johnson's going to be committed. He, you know, no, nothing in this sport guarantees you're going to yeah. win. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to win a, a race at this level. But it's going to be important for him to show that they run good and they're competitive. And I'll guarantee you that every person on the Hendrick Motorsports Complex is going to be working yeah. hard to make sure that Jimmy gets the opportunity to, to run good in his final season. I want to ask you, Ray, because you, you had a chance where you left late in the 1999 season after winning a championship in 98. Uh, was it easier for you to walk away knowing that like you had, you had left still a winner with Jeff Gordon? And would it be easier for Jimmy to walk away if he's able to leave a winner in his final season? You know, I can't speak for for Jimmy. You know, I, I had such a, a big project facing me. We came off that. I was on to something else, you know, yeah. a, a different career. Uh, you, you know, you have these conversations with, with a guy who's really great at something, 
and they're ending that career and they're like, man, am I ever going to be great at something yeah. again? And, mm. you know, what, what am I going to be great at? Well, you know, in, in his case, he's going to be a great dad. And he's going to yeah. be great at whatever he does. But when when they have to make that change and they're not sure what their next step is, I think it is important to know to go out on their terms, yeah. to go out. And again, you nobody's going to guarantee you a win. Kyle, right. Kyle Bush may not win. <laughs> next year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, how yeah, hard yeah, it is to win. Yeah, yeah. But as long as they're competitive, I think you can hold your head up yeah. high. I know Martinsville meant the world to Jeff yeah. Gordon. I right. know it did. I stood there in victory lane. I can tell you, yep. the world to him. he <laughs> was very fired up to win that race. Well, coming up, more Jimmy Johnson talk, including some insight from that guy, Ray Abraham, about the 48 team. Keep it right here on Motor Mouse. So with Jimmy Johnson announcing that 2020 will be his final season, Kyle, look at that. Hendrick Motorsports has really had to reload over the last few years. Like all that firepower they've lost with uh, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Jimmy Johnson wow. stepping out of the driver's seat. That's a lot, man. It is a lot. I mean, that's when you think about look at those wins and championship. Right. If you think about that, that's a lot for Hendrick Motorsports to have to replace. So, Ray, obviously you've been close to Hendrick Motorsports for a long time, so they, they're used to this now having to reload, right? Um, does this one catch them off guard, and are they prepared for something like this? Because Unlike a lot of other other organizations, they don't have an Xfinity Series team to dive into and say, well, here's our next driver to replace Jimmy Johnson. Well, not publicly, but they're awfully close to Junior Motorsports. You know, I, I can't sit here and say that I believe that it caught them off yeah. guard. You know, Rick Hendrick and, and that group, they're all pretty close. Jimmy, there's probably been talked about it. They talked about it for months, if not years. Mm -hmm. uh, with, with Jeff, I think they had a pretty good handle of what was going on with, with Dale Jr. And, you know, I think... Overall, they've done a pretty good job lining up talent. When you look at Chase Elliott, yeah. it is you know on the verge of being the next superstar yes, in yeah, our sport. For sure, you know William Byron. We talk about that kid. He's yeah. a prodigy. I mean, yeah. incredible talent. Kyle and I were talking about yeah. that. Needs to get some more experience. Alex Bowman did a great job. Won a race for them this year. So you know, I'm sure that they've got some options and where they're thinking about about uh, filling that seat. But you know, it's hard when you are replacing. A guy like Jeff Gordon, a guy like Dale sure. Jr., right. and, and and a guy like Jimmy Johnson. You know, it, it takes a while to build on those things. But I don't think there's a the team on the circuit that could could replace yeah. those those people. But I do believe that they've got future winners yeah. and champions in, in in the roster that they have. I think you have amazing insight into this, Kyle, because you sat down with the young Hendrick drivers yes. back at Dover. Yeah, so who's the next leader at Hendrick Motorsports? You know, you would like, and and I say this. You would, I think the, the the quick answer is Chase because everybody looks to Chase and they look where Chase but is at right now. I think you're a right big now. believer in William but Byron. But I'm a big believer in William Byron. I am a huge believer in William Byron. William Byron, I, for if I if I'm going to step step back, if if I'm going to say, here's a guy that's going to be the next Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson, it's William Byron. Mm -hmm. He's going to take that leadership role, and that's the. It's not just winning on the track. It's showing up at meetings, it's motivating the team, it's leading your team and your engineers in the right direction during the off season, in the right direction and debriefs to bring the, the whole level of the whole organization. And I, I just think William Byron has that. I mean, I am fascinated every time I sit down and talk to him, mm -hmm. or every time I see him and, and have a chance to just say, hey, um, I'm fascinated. He seems to have that, he's looking at today, but his, his vision is somewhere way out there. Uh, he drives a lot farther out. So 
Um, I mean, it's a good future. You know, and let me say this mm-hmm. to about about if they were surprised. How old was Jimmy Johnson? Give me an answer. Forty-four. Forty-four. Hey, if stage. you're surprised, <laughs> if you're surprised in this day and time when a forty-four-year-old driver uh, I mean, retires, it's not a it's not a surprise. But maybe it's Hendrick Motorsports thought they could get a few more years I, out of him. Yeah, but here's the point. Maybe Hendrick Motorsports looks at it and says that's an opening for another William Byron, an opening Correct. for another Chase Elliott. You have to look at. I, I give Rick huge credit for the reorg that he's gone through with those three teams. Huge. That's very far-sighted, the way he's looking. So um, this just cleans it all up and sends it in a different direction. All right, let's go back to the phones, to Connecticut, where we're here from Ken. Ken, how you doing today, and what's on your mind? Good evening, guys. Uh, you know, I was just saddened by the fact that Jimmy Johnson, like you said, at the age of 44, mm-hmm. is deciding to pack it in. If it wasn't for Jeff Gordon... Uh, introducing him to Hendricks, uh, who knows what kind of a career he would have had. But it's a fact, too, that somebody has got to have a long talk with the people in charge of Chevy racing because they are a disgrace. When Kyle Busch ends up with Toyota, wins two championships in a row, when Ryan Newman goes from a Chevy team to a Ford team and almost makes the playoffs, when hey. other, you know, it, it's it's. <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> yeah. So Kyle's going to cut so you, you off. Yeah. So you think part of the issue? You believe that part of the issue with what's going on over with Jimmy and with Hendrick Motorsports is because of where Chevy's at right now? Yes. Okay. I thank believe, you very much. Look at look at the equipment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. To this point, Chevrolet did decide to switch models middle of the year, and now they're coming back with a new. Now they're coming back with something. But, but I listen. We've been in this sport long enough. Every manufacturer has their ups and downs. Every manufacturer. You can't be. Chevy was king of the hill for a long time. So to just write Chevy off and think that they're not going to try to correct where they're at, I think what what they come to the racetrack with um, in 2020 is in their minds the best that they can put forward. But they did not present the Camaro as it is right now and say, oh, this is not going to be a good car. Let's just go ahead and present it. They presented the best they could. But I I would argue Chevy was pretty good for a while before all this started happening. Don't don't you agree? I mean, Chevy was good for a while and Ford wasn't running that great. Then Ford picked up, you know, Toyota's been been strong. But, you know, there's been a lot of changes if you look in the Chevy camp too. You know, basically the Chevy camp is is Hendrick and Childress, right? So there's been a lot of changes going on over there. And they're they're trying to to combine a a lot of different things. And when I say that, I don't mean to to slight Chip Ganassi racing in any way, shape, or form. But that is kind of part of Hendrick too. Right, yeah. Um, You know, the – and – Let's face it. I think we were all disappointed a little bit in the performance of the Camaro yeah. this year. You know, I mean, I, I, most of my wins yeah. in NASCAR have come with Chevy, so it's <laughs> yeah. no secret I'm a Chevy guy, right? right. But, right. but uh, I know the people there, and I know the commitment that Chevrolet yeah. makes behind it, and you just can't turn it around like no. that. You, not, not but you can't lay it all on the manufacturer right. either. No. No. no, 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 and you can't lay it all on the manufacturer. And, and I, we, we talked about this at, at Homestead. If you take Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch, um, and and Martin Truex and take the Toyota driver lineup in that one team. Nobody matches up with them. If we're playing four on four basketball, if, if it's nobody matches up with them, right. they are the best best group of drivers right now. So everybody has to up their game from the drivers all the way through. 
Well, let me say this has been a busy place today on social media. Coming up next, Nate's back, and we'll hear what you guys had to say about Jimmy's retirement. to relive the seven titles for Jimmy Johnson and of course the NASCAR community and the racing community in general reacting today. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ready to see some celebrations? Yeah, you know, I think when you look at this can't wait to spend next year observing the <laughs> weekly celebrations. And, and you know they're going to come next year. Oh, I know. You know they they're are going to come. come. Daria Franchitti's ready to have some beer. I think that sounds like fun. You know, Beer Summit. Beer, beer Summit. Beer Summit's huh? good. Uh, Kyle Larson, and, and it, you know, I think for the yeah. guys who are going to be on the track, it is going to be a privilege, Kyle. It is. It is. You know, you go back, you look at Kyle Larson, you look at Denny Hamlin here, has something. Yeah. I, I think these are tweets of respect uh, and showing their respect to, as you see it right there, one of the best ever. And that that goes along. In the end, and, and you know this, um, it's all about what your peers think about you. Well. You know, you love what the fans think. Right. You love what the fans think, and you thrive off that. But there's something about when another driver says something or another team member recognizes that it's it's a it's a different place. Kyle cares about what his peers think about yes. him, like you, Always. Nate. Oh, I know absolutely. he cares. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nate's from the back. He worries every day. Nate's yeah. back, by they the way. With, uh, <laughs> let me say this: Ray didn't need one. Uh, record number of reactions. Today. Yes, uh, okay. we got. Literally hundreds of tweets. <laughs> and they're all about Jimmy Johnson. So let's get right. started. Hashtag let me say this with uh, Gavin, uh, who actually uh, Jimmy mentioned on the show when he was on Motormouths last month. Yeah. Uh, this is one of Jimmy's biggest fans. Met him at the track. Uh, young fan here who is uh, sad to see that his hero is retiring and definitely a tough pill to swallow. So I think Gavin certainly speaks for a lot of yeah. Jimmy Nation that they were sort of caught off guard. Yeah. Um, Bryson says, Jimmy Johnson has quietly become one of the greatest NASCAR drivers of all time. If he wins number eight next year, then there's an argument made for the greatest. He belongs on Mount Rushmore. So that kind of goes what we were talking about earlier about yes. that stature. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we had a few tweets like this. Kayla Kay, uh, especially since other drivers from the same era like Kenseth, Biffle, Dale Jr., Edward Stewart. Jimmy now joins those veterans who have retired or stepped away the last few years. Uh, Mr. Matias says he had honestly never been a big Johnson fan, but knowing how nice and humble a guy is, my opinion of him far better now. And Josh Vollmer saying something similar to that wasn't a big fan of Jimmy was a big Jeff Gordon fan. Uh, so every Jimmy Johnson win stung a little bit, but over the years I started to like him for his personality. So again, I think this speaks yeah. to, I think there's going to be a lot of that next year. I, I think there's a, he's becoming a sentimental yeah. fa favorite, right? Because there was a time yeah. where Jimmy was booed, right? I mean, they were sick of seeing him win, but now I think next year it's going to be that universal cheer because they're all going to get to see him. It's the for American the way, time. man. Yeah. The American way. That's American sports fans. Yeah. That's yeah. the way they do. They, 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 Boo they love you, you all the way to the well, top. No, they love and then when you. you get ready to go away, they're and like, they oh, man, you. I loved you. And then they love yeah. you again, yeah. right? It is. It's the American way. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
Uh, we got a couple more uh, from Lightning Fast. Jolton uh, says that the seventh championship, Homestead Miami Speedway in 2016, was one of the best races he ever seen. I'll never forget that legendary moment when Jimmy Johnson passed Kyle Larson to win on the final restart. And then finally, Erica MX says uh, that she knew Jimmy Johnson would retire sooner rather than later. Uh, with how much he started to mention his daughters recently, she felt like it was time. So family oh, probably playing go. a role yes. there, right? There you we go. Need, uh, we need to hire her as an analyst here. She knew it before it happened. <laughs> Let's get her. Kyle. Please contact us. Kyle, I, th- I thought it was very unfair. <laughs> you usually start uh, these segments, let me say this, with uh, your open. I thought it was very unfair that we couldn't do that because you got to celebrate seven time, right? That's exactly right. Yes, uh, it's our last show of the year. Motor Mouse. So what's that mean? So I think going to break, said, it's only fitting like for you times. that we get to hear one more time. I just want to hear one man say it. You want to hear one man say it. That would be Roger Penske. Let's hope Roger's in this one. <laughs> Here's, let me say this. Relive it one more time. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this. Let me say this. Then I'm going to say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. Okay, I'm going to say this. No, let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. monster you can call it a big racetrack made out of concrete call it what you want it's flat out tough it is all over we are coming to the checker you want me what for the 11th time in his career has picked up the win here at dover jimmy johnson the dover monster master One of 11 wins for Jimmy Johnson at Dover. Kyle still upset Roger Penske was not on Let Me Say This, but that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Jimmy Johnson. Hey, the, the calls have been packed all day long, yes. Kyle. Let's jam in a bunch of phone calls here and uh, get to as many as we can. Does that sound good? Be quick, uh, people. Be quick. <laughs> we got to get everybody right. in. We're trying to get everybody in. All right. Let's go to Alan in New York. Alan, how you doing, man? Good. I'm very surprised I'm on. Guys say yes. keep it short and clean. That's cool. There you go. New York. Good. What's going on? I'm a fan since 85 with Bill Elliott. Then I was happy to transition to uh, Ray Everingham over there with the nine. And then Casey Kane. But I remember those days in the beginning when Jimmy would run into the back of Casey. Ah, that was crazy. (laughs) Some real words came out of my mouth. Uh. I didn't like Jimmy, but as the years went by, I started watching one, two, three, four championships. Five championships, I'm saying, geez, I'm watching history in the making. And I was lucky enough to be at Homestead in 16 to watch number seven. And uh, nothing nothing but smiles. I'm so happy to be on the show. You guys are the best. Thanks. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for calling in. But he brings up a great point, Kyle. The the fans were a witness to history during this time period. They were, but they didn't realize it. They didn't. I don't think a lot of them understood it. it. I, I, you know, they didn't appreciate it because, it, especially <laughs> if they weren't pulling for Jimmy. You know what you I mean? Know, you just you, don't. When they think about it, you think they're the fans that watch this got to see yeah. one of the greatest ever play. Yeah. It's like I got to see Richard Petty race. Right. You right. know, right. you know, if you got to see Mickey Mantle play ball or exactly. guys like that, these people that watch Jimmy Johnson got to see a NASCAR legend. That's make a great way to put it. Great and way. what did Alan say? Alan was like, Alan was like, I was Aaron Homestead when yeah. he won the championship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's cool to see. His seventh championship. In 20 years, there's going to be 275 million people that were at Homestead. <laughs> that championship. I know. It's a good point. Uh, all right, let's go to Marvin in Toledo. Marvin, how you doing, man? 
I'm doing pretty good, guys. How you doing, Ray Abraham? I like the glasses, by the way. You look awesome. I can't see without them, so thank you. <laughs> Marvin, what's on your mind hey. today, buddy? Hey, guys. Um, with this being Jimmy Johnson's last year in 2020, I got to ask, who's going to be the uh, replacement in 2021 for that same 48 car and maybe bring a championship to Hendrick? Hey, mm. uh, when I talked to Jeff Mr. Gordon Everton. today, he was on the treadmill. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's got anything to do with. I'm just saying he's, he's getting shape. He was uh, ready. I, I yeah, had no good. idea. No. Uh, he could I, run half I, the year, you know. Yeah. That's good. I don't know, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I, the name no. that everyone's throwing out is Kyle Larson. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't and like. You that don't name. like. That. I don't like. Why that do you name? not like that? I don't like that because I just don't think he's the guy. Sorry, I just don't. I mean, listen, people. Send me all the hate tweets you want to. I've heard Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson. And I just don't think that that's the guy to move Hendrick forward. I'm sorry. We, we talked about William Byron. We talked about Chase Elliott. I think that's the direction that, that if I, I have nothing to do with Hendrick Motorsports, but I would lead more in that direction. That, but let me, I, I, I want to go back to this, is Chase Elliott replaced Jeff in the 24. Mm-hmm. That is now the nine, that now has... The 24 is, is William Byron. So did Chase replace Elliott? And, or, you, you know, I mean, we keep moving numbers. This is a Hendrick car is, is my I point. I see your point. No matter right. what number is on, right. it's a Hendrick car, whether it's 48, whether it's 52, whether it's 65. I don't care. You know what I mean? And, and how that team stays intact or if that team stays intact or how that team moves forward, is it a replacement or just another driver in a car? I don't think anybody ever replaced Jeff Gordon. End of conversation. I don't think anybody will ever replace Jimmy Johnson. End of conversation. There'll be another driver that comes along and takes and makes that team theirs and tries to build on that, but it's not taking anybody's place. Let's go to Chester in Arkansas. Chester, what's on your mind today? Yeah, guys. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. I'd like to yeah, first man. congratulate Jim on a wonderful career. Um, secondly, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to know what you guys think. You think he's going to take a behind-the-scenes role at Hendrick, uh, maybe mentor drivers, or you think he's going to follow suit with some of the previous crew chiefs and drivers and go into the booth? Well, let's ask the guy who's taken yeah. on a mentor role at Hendrick Motorsports right. before. What do you yeah, think? You know, and again, I, I don't, I don't work there anymore. Oh, you for, don't. I'm certainly I know, friends but, with everybody, but um, you, you know, knowing Rick Hendrick and knowing uh, as close as the. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is with that organization, like Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon does a lot behind the scenes at Hendrick. Right. Now he's he's there. He he helps a lot. You see him in a lot of races. I would be very surprised if Jimmy Johnson doesn't fill in. You know, you you take your best players in a in a professional sports franchise and yeah. you move them to the front office because you want that wisdom and you want that experience. And you know, Jimmy can be a great mentor in a lot of ways, not just the the driving the race car, yes. but the, his thought process. We talked about the way he carried himself, his commitment to you know to his physical being mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So I would be very surprised if Jimmy Johnson is not part of Henry yeah, Motorsport. Great point. Lines are jammed up. We'll get to as many calls as we can in a moment. But next, we'll take a talk a little Glory Road. Ray Abraham will chat with us about his show and some of the history, historical moments in NASCAR. Bill on this. You know, I just thought I'd shine tonight. Silas is following you down the carpet. It's like a proud mom, I think. 
to the 2018 Monster Energy Cup Series champion, Joey Logano. You can catch the awards Thursday night, December 5th, 8 Eastern, right here on NBCSN. Nashville! NBCSN is your place for NASCAR Champions Week. Coverage from Nashville. Not only will we bring you the Cup Series Banquet on December 5th, but the night before, December 4th, you can catch Burnout on Broadway. 16 playoff drivers leave their mark on Nashville's most iconic street, and Kyle is not joining me this year. I'm very upset with this, Kyle. No, I am not. Too many race people. This? Oh, come on. I'll be watching on TV. It's going to be just like Vegas. A lot of fun. Nashville, of course, has a long history with NASCAR, including, uh, Ray, one of the strangest finishes (laughs) in the modern era. So let's go back to May of 1984 at the Fairground Speedway, and help me out here on what exactly happened in this race. So try to keep up. Neil Bonnet spins. That's seven laps to go. Race restarts with three laps to go. Daryl Waltrip leads at the white and yellow flags, but Neil Bonnet keeps going, passes him on the final lap. Confusion ensues. Neil Bonnet's declared the winner, and I'm confused, and I read it, and I still don't understand Ray. So help me understand all of that. That's part of Glory Road. That's part of Glory Road. That's what we do. We take these stories and tell them and... Guys like Kyle, come on and help us. And we got to the bottom of this. Junior Johnson protested so his own. Co- well, yeah. back up what but, happened. Help me understand okay, what happened. So they did not get to the flag stand. The caution did come out, which if it, if they had gotten to the flag stand and okay. Daryl had, had crossed it, Neil Bonnet could race as the first yeah. one got first back to the checkered. But the, it was the white flag. They crossed the start-finish line. Caution was out. So they were under caution. Neil Bonnet could not advance his position. They had to go back, and it took them uh, 24 hours or so to figure it out. But Daryl, <laughs> Daryl ended up winning the race. He oh, said, so "Look, Daryl won the yeah, race." Daryl, yeah, Daryl, won, 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 won the race. race. No. But yeah, it was uh, probably one of those things that can't happen now with electronic scoring. But back then, it was big. Daryl and Daryl said he let Neil keep the guitar because all he wanted oh, was the trophy. Well, that was very nice. <laughs> yeah, and, nice. and they had that goofy pit road. That you would come in on turn one and go out on turn okay. four. I mean, Were you it's, there it's, that night? 84? Yeah. Okay. Are you kidding? All right. Were you in yes. the race? Yeah. I was right behind uh, Bonnet there when, our, <laughs> when, when they spun He spun Rudd. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, I didn't. Come I, on, Kyle. Not that race. Martin's uh, okay. okay. That was a different race. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you've been on the show a lot. It's a, it's a great it's show, a great show. It? It's yeah, a great show. And it's educational. So people <laughs> understand that NASCAR has been around a long time. A right. long time. It didn't just start. Back in the 90s sometime, or back in 2000 sometime. It's been around. So a cool race. Do you have a favorite episode or one that the favorite project you tackled for Glory Road? Uh, you know, what was near and dear to my heart was this year's episode about the IROC yeah. series because oh, yeah. it brought so many great drivers from, you know, from around the world together. And you, you hear stories that you would never have heard. When Kyle told us about Richard you, you were just excited. You know, his dad's Richard Petty. Yeah. I mean, Richard, yeah. he's yeah. Richard Petty. He's like, he's excited. He's going to drive a Porsche. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, well, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's the coolest car ever, yeah. man. That was the coolest thing. The king thought the Oh, yeah, I did. I thought oh, they yeah. were cool, man. Did Remember, the king think they were cool or He what? didn't think anything was cool but a super bird. <laughs> oh, okay. Man, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, well, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's great. Glory Road's an awesome series, so we, we appreciate yes, all the work you put into it. Yeah, and, and, and you, you know, we'll have to get you on. We, we get a lot of comments, and, and you know, I, now that we know that Jimmy's doing all, Jim, Jim yeah. hey, Jim, buddy, yes. come on. Uh, well, and help me, what, help you me. You said me you out. wanted him to drive the great ghost, right? Yeah, the ghost, yeah, we'll put you. I got stuff for Jimmy to do, so yeah. don't worry, bud. Don't worry. We got plenty you to got do. Yeah, we got he plenty just said he was retiring from full time. Yeah, full time. He was retiring from racing. He just said he didn't know he was going to be doing Glory Road and driving the 
ghost and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, stuff like you know? that. That's exactly right. That's awesome stuff. Well, that's so cool. So, hey, it's our last Motor Mouse of the year, by the way. So we put together the best calls of the year. You will not want to miss this fun. It's next uh, here on Motor Mouse. I think his name is Carl. Is that NASCAR on the phone? You better believe it is. Fred is going to lead us off from Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's not Carl? Not Carl. Oh, how you doing, yeah, everybody? Is Carl here? Carl's here. Yeah, yeah. located, yeah. Carl? Real quick, before Petty kicks me off the air, let me say this. Don't let that gray hair fool no one. He jumped right off that float. Like <laughs> <it wasn't laughs> While you're sitting there, Ricky, he can get an autograph from Kyle. That just killed the call, man. Hello, this is Miss Kale, your bus driver. That's what LA is all about. Car crashes, car chases, and beating banging. I just want to say that Motor Mouse is the best post-race day show on air, so keep it up, you guys. Oh, we love it. You callers are the best. Thank yes. you, guys. Yes, we, that was we great. Know. Thank you. This show is really for you guys, so we want to thank all you guys for calling in and watching. It means so much to us, and even though Kyle is mean sometimes. Pretend like it's for yourself. He anyhow. does love you guys. He does love you. <laughs> Do you have a favorite call of the year, by the way, Kyle? Well, who's the last one of the, day, of the year? That'll be my favorite call of the year will be the last one. He really does love you guys, like I just said a second ago. Um, hey, we want to big, give a big shout-out to our guys back in Sanford, Connecticut. Chris Lees, Chris Estrada, Blake Carpinello. There's, there's Blake and, and Big Show, we call him. Chris Lees. Oh, they scream They're the taking, calls? Yes, yeah. every day. See the guy over there? He, like, that's the guy you cuss. You People cuss on Twitter when he don't, don't want to let you do guys. that. Big that's Show's him. awesome. The nice little guy there. Good what? gravy. Nothing. They're awesome. They had to, uh, you're right. Don't be mean to them. Don't right? be mean. Don't be, be mean. mean to Kyle. Don't be yeah, mean to those guys. But uh, we all appreciate all you guys do all year long. So, all right, we're going to try and jam in as many calls as we can because they've been packed all day long. The lines have. Let's go to Chicago where we hear from Russell. Russell, what's going on? Well, fellas, uh, my question is, uh, the current uh, format, the way the champions are decided, you could have a guy come in and win three races all year long and be a champion. We have like a dominant car like Martin Truex Jr. on the Gibbs cars, went off and leave everybody all year and then end up not being the champion. We're in the old format. They would have won it going away. Do you see somebody winning seven again in the current format? Hmm. Interesting question. That is interesting because I think Kyle Bush made a comment about being there five or six times and only winning once yeah. at the time, which <clears> is <throat> a, it's a different way of looking at it. He won twice I mean? in five straight five, appearances. Yeah, yeah. which is – which means uh, what? I mean, it's hard. I, it's, it's, it's hard. hard. That's right. It's really hard. Here's my argument. If you have it at the same racetrack, you can produce the same result. Yes. That's why it yeah. needs yeah. to move around, in my opinion. Because if they had Xfinity Series race at Miami every year, Tyler Reddick's going to win the championship every yeah. year. I think Sorry. Kyle, Kyle Bush likes his chances now that it's going to Phoenix yeah. next year. Sure. Yeah. He likes oh, of course he does. It's one of his best racetracks. Yeah. You know? That's why it needs to move every year. You yeah. can rotate it between five racetracks. That's just my oh, five. What are your other four? You could go to Phoenix, Texas, Miami, Vegas, and Fontana. Okay, there we go. 
Why not? I mean, they're all different. I'm, I'm not arguing. Right? You just you're the one that threw the five. Well, there's five out. good weather racetracks. Last, is what I'm last saying. caller of the year was Marty Snyder. Like, go to Vicky in New York. <laughs> Vicky beat me. Hi, Vicky. How are you? Hello, boys. You're doing a fabulous job. Thank you. We tried. Thank you. What's on your mind? I'm just kind of crushed about Jimmy retiring. Yeah. Um, but my question is, in all of his interviews, he keeps talking about possibly racing for like Indy. Any talk about that? What's your opinion on that? Hmm. Think you would try that, Ray? What do you think? Oh, uh, again, I I cannot totally speak for Jimmy, but I don't think that he would jump in an IndyCar. Yeah. I yeah. do think that you may see him do things like Jeff Gordon and yeah. Tony Stewart did. Yeah. You know, possibly rod swap. winning at uh, no. uh, winning at the Rolex is important. Oh, guys, oh, it's twenty-four yeah. hours. I think like that, that you know yeah. Lamar. You know yeah. things that, that the great yes. race drivers want on their resume. Yeah. So I think you may see Jimmy do some of that. I, I'm just. I, I don't believe that we'd see him jump in an yeah, Indy car. Any insight there, Nate? I, well, when he was here on Motormouse, he said definitely not the Indy 500. I don't yeah. think you'll see him in Indy right. car and ovals, yeah. but he didn't completely rule out an a Indy road car event and or something. Road course. So yeah. possibly maybe a road or street course, maybe. Yeah. In yeah. fact, he said that. He said, yeah. I would love to try a road course at, yeah. at some point. Possibly. You know? Possible. But it's, it, that's, that's a big lift, yeah. Let's go to Daryl in California. Daryl, how you doing? I'm good. So do you think that uh, Hendricks should uh, retire the 48? Uh, hmm. And if not permanently, uh, for at least the amount of uh, championships that Jimmy has won. Interesting. I, they didn't retire no. the 24. No. Yeah. They didn't Did retire no? the 3. They didn't retire the 43. All those numbers are owned by NASCAR. They're not, I'm assuming they're still owned by NASCAR Correct. the way they are. <laughs> they are. NASCAR gives the numbers to the team, so they're not the team's numbers per se. They just are used by the team. So, no, I, I don't think they should t- retire. I, I think that boat. That ship left a long, long time ago when they didn't retire, some in the 50s and, and some in the 60s. Just All an right. opinion. Just an opinion, people. <clears throat> yeah, I would be surprised if they, 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 yeah. would, they would not do that. This is not um, what we do. Yes. It's yeah. not what we do. <clears throat> uh, real quick, Gary in Florida. Gary, how you doing, man? Hey, guys, I'm doing really good. Here's my question. Regardless of Jimmy Johnson retiring next year, um, Confe, I'm going to be in your shoes for just a minute. What, what do you think Jimmy Johnson's future will be after he retires next year hmm what would jimmy do in his future you think kyle Glory um <laughs> the ghost trying to get him on the show <laughs> real quick i'm gonna say stocks and bonds um, um i'm gonna say stocks. handle his investments yeah. I, don't, I mean i don't know that's the whole point it's jimmy johnson's life he's making a choice to step away to be with his family to experience life it's, it's that's on Jimmy Johnson and Associates. Johnson and Associates. Johnson and Associates. I, all my gambling um, is a Jared and Associates. The Jimmy Johnson press conference is tomorrow. We'll see what happens there. That'll do it for us here on Motormouse for the year. Our special thanks to Ray Evernham for joining us. Make sure you check out NASCAR yep. America tomorrow, five Eastern, right here. They'll have all the reaction from the Jimmy Johnson <laughs> press conference. Kyle's gone, but don't leave Kyle because guess what? We have a surprise for you. Guess who's here? Guess who's here to say? Who? I'm Let back. Let me say this. I'm back. We'll see you next year. Uh, so we'll see you next year with Motormouse, but tomorrow for NASCAR America. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now I'm gonna say this. Let me say this. But I'm gonna say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Man, you talk a lot. Sorry, caller. I'm gonna say this. No. Let me say this. Hey, Kyle. Let someone else get a word in. Well, let me say this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 